Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, no. We wish you a Merry Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. What have oh. I said to you before about breaking into song, well, Kevin? Well, it's Christmas. It's, uh, you walk through the supermarkets and if you don't stab the carrots uh, with oh. all the, all the caroling that's going on, you, you're not human. We're trying desperately to raise the festive spirit, aren't we? It's a bit hard to kind of get started. I, I haven't seen anybody except the people behind the counter in a couple of shops with any kind of uh, Christmassy mm. decorations on themselves. Normally you'll see people walk through and they'll have little badges or they'll have hats on or, you know, they'll, they'll It all something. feels a bit too hard yeah, to I get into the mood. Everyone wants to get in and get out, do their shopping in the shopping centres, get whatever they need to do with its groceries or presents and get the hell out Yeah, of I've got to go in and out with haste yes, to get uh, two uh, – Kilo packets of mints to make a giant Christmas no, risole for no, we're not Christmas lunch. We're not. The risole's got the risole. <laughs> let me let me just put that in the snags and risoles, snags and risoles. Just this to year. fill people in, Sarah put this thing up on Facebook about how wouldn't it be wouldn't it be inventive yeah. and different and uh, and very Australian to have. A, a giant risole. Like a hamburger on steroids that you cut like a pizza into wedges and you just serve it with your taters and salad. What's wrong with that? If I had the choice between that, prawns uh, mm. and ham and chicken Eco or risole. a giant risole, mm. I'm telling you, the risole's got the risole. So <laughs> there won't, we, really we won't be risoling this Christmas. We wish you a merry risole. No, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. Uh, our thanks to our very good friends at Cheese Links. Now, they're closed at the moment. They'll be open again on the 4th mm. of January. So if you do email any orders or do any of that sort of stuff or order online at cheeselinks.com.au, uh, January 4 is when they will get to your order and start to yeah, process Yeah, but in the meantime, you can check out what's on the website yeah. and get yourself started on your cheese-making journey. Absolutely. Because you can links. make cheese, Kevin. It's easier than you think and in your very own kitchen. And Christmas is all about cheeses. It's all about being cheesy. Jesus loves the little children. Uh, <laughs> the baby cheeses. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> he was born on Christmas Day, baby cheeses. Uh, now, uh, so that uh, website is cheeselinks.com.au. The phone number, I'll give it to you, 52821984. Jot that down and after January 4, get into that. A guest today... What a massive star this lady is. Oh, she's amazing. A massive star. And has been with us since the early 1970s with Young Talent Time and the Queen of Pop Mm. and then from there became this enormous stage superstar. Absolutely, um, Of some of the biggest theatre productions that have, have been in this country. Who doesn't know Deborah Burns singing Cats, singing Memory oh, from Cats? Unforgettable. Or as uh, was Norma Desmond in uh, in Sunset Boulevard. She has oh. just got a, a a voice that makes you just stop and stand where you are, oh, and yeah. uh, your mouth drops open in, in awe. It's it's a gift. I loved her in the uh, the Matt Dillon uh, movie Rebel. Do you remember I that? I remember that. Yes. There you go. Oh. She did a bit of acting of recent times too as Judy Moran in uh, one of the Underbelly yeah, offshoot series. Yeah, yep. Um, so, yeah, she's an interesting career up till now, but now she's about to encounter Food Bites. That'll change everything <laughs> about it. So very happy to say our guest this week on Food Bites is Deborah Byrne. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hey, thank you for, for sp- uh, spending some time with us and having a, a, a chat. How are things for you at the moment? Uh, well, it's the end of 
one of the shittiest years I think we've all experienced. So uh, things have settled and I feel reasonably optimistic, I think. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, the last two years have been really tough going for everyone. Really um, what about what? Do you, what's the impact been on on you? On us. Um, well, I have um, my grandson in my care, and he has special needs. So, for a lot of the time, um, it was quite challenging. Um, he has severe ADHD, autism few other things going on and I mean he he eventually adapted very well to not being able to go to school as often as you know he likes which is pretty much every day of the year because he just adores school um, my youngest daughter Lucille has um, high anxiety disorder and uh, so for her it was really um, a time where she regressed. She'd been making a lot of progress um, prior to COVID hitting. She'd been solo travelling and attending um, a university in animation and all of those things just halted and she grew very much more anxious. Um, And so for people like Lucille, you know, they went back to their safety place. Mm. Jofferman's no progress. So for the three of us here, it was, um, you know, I think we just eventually just surrendered to it. Uh, we live near a beautiful parkland. I broke COVID law by taking Aaron there mm. as many hours as I could because uh, he loves it down there and he does magnet fishing. And um, I think if the police had bothered to walk down there, they would have seen that we were isolating just as much there as we would have anywhere yeah. else. Um, but it kept his and my sanity safe um, and that was a real priority for us. Um, you know, work obviously was, you know, very difficult. I lost my dear friend Dion Harini during a March Early this year, um, we were to do a concert that night and he didn't make it home from another performance that he was doing out in sale. That was extremely and still remains a real heartache for me and the family and friends and especially his beautiful partner, Lisa. Um, So, you know, it just seemed to... Compound everything that you experienced was compounded by the fact that you couldn't do the things that you would normally do to um, mm. either comfort or distract mm. or generally. But fortunately, when Dion passed, it was during a period where our lockdown wasn't severe. So we uh, we experienced a beautiful Maori celebration of his life and his passing and spent many days in their home with Dion Um, and then we celebrated a magnificent memorial to him at Memo Music Hall in Melbourne uh, where many people were able to gather and celebrate this beautiful, magnificent man. Um, 
I miss him greatly. Um, and, I, you know, it's not being able to see your other grandchildren, your other daughters, um, I found that mm. deeply distressing. Mm. Uh, my daughter, Asha, you know, has a very demanding job, which um, was very difficult to do with three children under the age of 12. Um, but she managed very, very well, really well. I'm very proud of her. And mm. I, I think she now has experienced seeing the other side of it where the pressure isn't as great, but the body and the mind start to want to uh, just rest. And there's that feeling of depletion mm. um, where, you know, you just feel like you've got very little reserve left. I think... The majority of people in Melbourne, especially, have that feeling of uh, the COVID fatigue so real. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you know what we're doing now seems frightening. Um, losing, you know, more deaths, much more COVID. Um, but I, I don't see another way. No. Forward, it's, you know. It's interesting that we're at this time of the year where I guess we're all supposed to be looking forward to Christmas and we talk about, you know, the pandemic fatigue. I guess a lot of us um, are really struggling to find that festive spirit just a few days out of, from Christmas. It, it is. And, you know, I'm well known amongst my family, especially my children, that I start Christmas shopping because I like to do it very mindfully, you know, and so I, you know, I tend to shop throughout the year. I find things like, oh, that's mm. the thing, you know, and I don't, I'm not necessarily out shopping because I'm thinking of Christmas. It's just that I see something and I think, oh, my goodness, that's that's the Christmas present for that daughter or, or that grandchild. And, and I often can't find them. I forget <laughs> where I've hidden them. And this year, to be totally blunt, I have shopped for two grandchildren and I'm meant to go shopping this afternoon with my daughter Lucille for us to gather the, the, um, the presents for the, the kids and the grand, my daughters and grandchildren. So, um, yeah, that's a very different take on my usual Christmas spirit. I gotta say, um, you know, we're just not in a, I guess, a celebratory mood, but you do it for the kids. Yeah. And that's what it's about. So we'll do it for the kids. Deborah, with that <laughs> in mind, uh, will Christmas uh, lunch and dinner be, a, you know, a, a big family affair for, for you and, and, and your tribe? Yes. Yeah. Look, um, we've got, um, you know, uh, people sort of getting older and having to spend time elsewhere, but I always go to my eldest daughter, Aja's home, uh, where her husband, who I adore, and he's just such a lovely man, and their three children are. My daughter, Lucille, is going into regional Victoria to spend it with her dad and um, her stepbrothers. Uh, and um, my grandson, Ollie, is spending it with his girlfriend's family this year. Mm-hmm. So it's a slightly different take. It'll just be Aaron and I when we wake up here Christmas morning, but that's okay. I can just shower him with, you know, 
Yeah. Christmas excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, do you, how do you go, Deborah, with the uh, the cooking side of Christmas? Are you a um, – oh, no, do you no, like no, the kitchen? No. no? Get it. Get it. <laughs> no? No, I don't mind – look, I don't mind the kitchen, but I'm sick of my kitchen after two years of lockdown. Yeah. You know, well, on and off, you know, you remember the lockdowns more than you do the moments of the small opportunities that we had to to walk out of our homes, you know. Um, I We're not – putting any pressure on ourselves this year. We're having a barbecue and salads. We're not. Mm. We're making it a gathering where we spend time with each other, not spend time, mm. you know, struggling in a kitchen on a possibly very hot <laughs> day. Does Aaron enjoy uh, sweet treats on Christmas Day? Do you? Are you a sweet uh, tooth? Uh, sort of, if it's there. I don't go out for it. If you know what I mean, it's but if it's there, Aaron Aaron loves to um, to have some treats. He calls them. He calls them <laughs> treats. Um, but you know, he's uh, he's a funny fellow. He he'll sit and eat a raw broccoli. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want, Deborah. <laughs> he's got a wide range of taste. There is know? an enormous <laughs> amount of people who have just thought, "My God, how does she get a child to eat raw broccoli?" Please. <laughs> Got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I have, I have cringed at the things that over the years he's wanted for breakfast: um, frozen peas, carrots, and beans, and corn. Yeah, I love it. Used to be one of the things when you have um, a low sensory, and um, you know you have uh, verbal um, delay, and uh, you know the. the to crunch into something cold and tasty, uh, which might make other people watch and shiver. It's a sensory him, delight. It's really, mm. Yeah, it's a sensory delight. You mm. know, So he will often eat things that you think, oh, how could you eat that? But you've got to remember that this is satisfying something in his mm. body that he doesn't um, ordinarily get. I mean, I wish those sunny boys, you know those sunny boys? Yeah, we, yes, uh, I used to love I them. I they were still around because he would adore them. Mm. <laughs> he would absolutely and adore them. And you know them. what? I reckon, I reckon technology should have got to the point now uh, in, in this year where the bit at the bottom doesn't just become pure ice. It pure actually ice. still has some flavour in you it. You don't suck all the, yeah. the flavour out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Surely we've got the technology we can do that by now. Oh, some hideous chemical. But <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, Deborah, do you, sing, do you sing carols? Do you have carols on in the background? Is it that kind of festive thing, or is it a quiet, uh, contemplative, more sort of uh, you know? We just... do whatever the we just do whatever the kids want to do. Really, yeah. you know, um, I'm not really a carols on Christmas Eve uh, night. I like it quiet. I enjoy quiet. Yeah, mm. uh, and I think it's just you know while you're wrapping presents, you think you're thinking about your family, and it's it's for me it's a quiet time uh, Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, I spent so many years Christmas Eve singing on Carols by Candlelight. I think it was something like 17 years in a row oh, um, wow. that I had forgotten how to sell Christmas Eve. Didn't quite know what, what was expected of me. <laughs> um, so, you know, and it was really lovely to be able to spend Christmas Eve at home doing things quietly and really making Christmas Day the, 
the big one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You said you sound like well. You obviously are such a uh, a busy lady, Deborah. But um, yes, so, do you I need am. some you need some coffee in the morning to get you going? Are you a coffee drinker? I never used to be a coffee drinker. I was a tea drinker. Mm-hmm. I was a regular tea, like tea, a piece of toast with a lot of butter and Vegemite. Mm-hmm. That was it. And yep. I'm now down to coffee. Mm. It's coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> I kind of think I'll be 65 soon. I've got a little, you know, I've got some joints that, you know, got some arthritis in them. And it's extraordinary how coffee seems to really um, work as an anti-inflammatory for me. Mm. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm not the healthiest breakfast person that I used (laughs) to be, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> hey, one thing you have got to look forward to in uh, in 2022 is this show you're doing, the Leonard Cohen, the music and uh, and poetry of oh, Leonard Cohen. Yes, terrific, yes. Uh, terrific ensemble of people that are working on this. But uh, mm-hmm. and some, gee, there's some good songs to work with. It's, oh, it's poetry, isn't it? Yeah. Poetry is such a music. It's beautiful music. Um, I'm not. It's really interesting. Um, I'm not singing any songs that would have come to mind for me to sing. Oh. I'm singing songs that I have had to become familiar with and they're absolutely beautiful. And I, I was really pleased with the choices that the producers made for me to sing. Um, the Partisan, um, Joan of Arc, Take This Longing, uh, and I'm singing... Suzanne with Henry Waggins. Oh, right. Who I've yet to meet, but I hear is absolutely wonderful. So, in fact, I, I have only sung or shared the stage with one other of the people joining us on the night, and that's uh, Del Um We do um, Keep the Circle Unbroken, where we sit in the round and sing all these fabulous old tunes. And So, yeah, it's going to be a lovely experience because it's always nice to meet um, I've re- I have met Rebecca before, but I've not worked with her. So um, I am really looking forward to being in the company of new people. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, it, it's obviously a terrific show, and and there's some you know benchmark Leonard Cohen songs there, and uh, Hallelujah being one of them. Would you like to have sung had a crack at Hallelujah or not? I think we're all going to be singing. Ah, ah. very good. I, th- I think that might have been a scramble for that one. <laughs> Actually, Hallelujah, I, the, the song that I would have first chosen would have been Bird on a Wire. Yeah, good song. Um, be- well, it is, and also, you know, I saw Bad Dogs and Englishman four times at the cinema and when I was about 14, and Leonard Rus- uh, Leon Russell sang that in that concert, yeah, and did. that's where I... Fell in love with the song, so um, yeah, that would have been my. If they just said, "What what song do you want to do?" I would have put my hand up for that. But I'm really pleased that I'm singing songs that I'm now learning and realizing that I missed out on these ones. Mm. <laughs> Deborah, you've you've worked across all mediums: television, film, theatre. Yeah. Is is the stage your happy place? Uh, it depends on the material. I think I think it all depends on the material and to be truthful, I don't do things I don't feel hmm. natural yep. in. And I don't mean I don't I mean I never felt 
natural about playing Norma Desmond, but once you're in her character, it felt absolutely right to be there. But, um, you know, I haven't auditioned for musicals that I just didn't think, you know, um, came out of me. Mm. Naturally, if you you know what I mean, um, it's like songs. You know, uh, they're very personal, um, and uh, I don't just you know I don't sing pop songs because they don't ever feel that personal to me. So yeah. I prefer singing songs that tell a story. Which you know, which is why uh, someone like Leonard Cohen is the perfect uh, kind of uh, writer for, yes. for where you where you are now in life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I think, uh, you know, when I perform as me, it's singing the songs that are, you know, chosen by me in a room like Memo Musical, I think that's best my happy place because I really uh, enjoy the audience because the audience is really half your performance, you know, if, if they're with you, it just blossoms. Everything yeah. just blossoms. And so I think really that's my happy place yeah. to perform. Mm. Hey, Deborah, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having a chat That's with us. Pleasure. Uh, Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And let's let's hope uh, we will whack uh, twenty twenty one over there in the corner with twenty twenty, and we'll move on to the oh, next that, one. Just kick that right out to the dunny. <laughs> <laughs> you have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you so you too, much. Guys. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Deborah. Thank See you. ya. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. There you go. The lovely Deborah Burn. That now, was that a great show, chat. Thank you, Deborah. That show is called Songs for Suzanne, the music and poetry of Leonard Cohen. Now, normally Leonard Cohen's a fairly depressive kind of <laughs> um, elixir to have, but uh, these are great. They're great songs. It's uh, Deborah Byrne, Henry Waggins, who she mentioned, Rebecca Barnard, who she mentioned, who mm. remember from Rebecca's Empire, Alma Ziga, who, of course, is Deborah Conway's daughter. Yes. Willie and Deborah's uh, daughter. Uh, and it's a terrific uh, show at the Palais Theatre, Saturday, 5th of Feb, and tickets available now from davidroywilliams.com. davidroywilliams.com. She was uh, she was so lovely and so gracious. And what I really appreciated about uh, Deborah is that she's so frank and honest yep. and candid about how she. And I think a lot of people can identify with how Deborah feels that it's really hard to to rouse the Christmas spirit after the the two years we've had. You know what's funny is that people always say share your emotions, share mm. your feelings, share that. As soon as you start to, you can see oh. creeping back and oh, I wish you hadn't started. I wish you hadn't. <laughs> but but the, the, that's part of where we are today, and I, I think it's really refreshing that uh, that we had that very very. Honest and open chat with her. It was I terrific. like that, Kevin. We should have more of those. We will in a moment <laughs> after the Friday food poll. Well, we, we've had a very frank and honest uh, Rissol discussion. We've gone, um, we've gone top shelf with the, the Friday oh, food poll, but we break out the caviar this week. Dear, oh dear. There's many different kinds. The picture on the Facebook page was of black caviar. <laughs> Great black, racehorse, that. There's black pearl caviar. Is there uh, now? Yeah, now mm. I've, I've done a bit of research, which I'll share with you after we go <laughs> you through. You would hate it. <laughs> yeah, we go through the responses. I've had it. I'll, I'll talk about Let's that. Let's start anyway. with Terry Daniel from 2DD. He says, yeah, I've tried it before. Lena Mercedes says, a huge yes from me. Joe says, yay. I've only had the cheap stuff, though. Uh, Lydia says, yay. Cheap would still be posh. <laughs> 
Rebecca says that is a hard pass for her. Uh, Julie Brislin says no thanks. Leonie Kay says nay. Gizzy Bell says yeah, most of the time. Depends on the brand and the accompaniment. That's right. What do you have with it? A nice little um, crouton-y piece of bread. Okay. I know you can buy, and I've found this in my research. You can Talk buy it. You and your research. Yeah, you can. You can buy it for Christmas if you're looking. You know, if the, for the caviar lover in your house, you can buy. I think it's a Henry <laughs> Henry something uh, caviar silver spoon. Well, we Hang won't on. need to order any of that here, will we? A thousand dollars for <gasps> a spoon. Get away! But but free delivery. Oh well, it's all worth it then. <laughs> Sue Hosking said, I've never tried it, but I'm not a fish fan to start with. Sue, you don't know what you're missing. Fish is life. Yeah, fish is great. To Glenn Rodder, never tried a paddo. Am I missing out on a treat or something? Yeah, I don't mind it. I reckon you are, Glenn. Oh, really? Silvana, a no from me. Uh, Pat Goodwin says, no. Artie Stevens, Radio Bayside, not in a million fish. Yuck. Michelle says, <laughs> Merv Hughes says, most definitely with exclamation marks. That surprises you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Tommy King from uh, K-Rock and, uh, and Bay in Geelong says, nope. Stephen Quartermain, 100% yes. Kate Stevenson sums up the feelings of a lot of people. Sure, if it's your shout. <laughs> Okay, she's very amusing. Jane Barnes says, my family loves caviar, but alas, I am the odd one out. Don't waste it on me. And old Crokey uh, finishes us up by saying, I only use it as an indicator of personality type. (laughs) (laughs) Avoiding those that consume caviar. No need to include it in my Christmas hamper. As a replacement, just put Vegemite. And uh, old Crokey says, for you two, enjoy your break and your turkey. Yeah, Now, I did some research. Now, Joe mentioned that uh, he'd only had the cheap stuff. Well, I had a look. Now, the cheap stuff you can get from Woolies. Mm. Not not the beluga caviar. No, I'll get to beluga in a second. The Woolies stuff, which comes in a a 50-gram container, is lump fish caviar. Oh, it's, you have done your research. It just doesn't, does that not sound? It's not sound, very appetising. Not lump fish <laughs> caviar. Now that is $6 for the 50 gram uh, container, which means it would be $120 for a kilo. Yarra Valley <laughs> salmon uh, oh. is on sale. Uh, they advertise that. Uh, now that uh, is in jars. The cheapest one you can buy is 25 bucks. The most expensive well, one is $100. But don't they call that roe, salmon roe? No, I don't know if it was called Salmon Rose, not sure. Beluga. You can buy Beluga (laughs) in Melbourne on special right now, uh, a little 30-gram jar, $210. $210 for a 30-gram jar. What a bargain. Kevin, you are a font of knowledge, it must be said. Can I just say I don't like the look of it. I reckon I've had it once in my life mm. and I I remember turning my nose up at it and it was it was top of the range. It was beluga. It appeals to me because of its saltiness and its fishiness, but I have to say, exactly what having said that, it's it's kind of a take it or leave it for me. I can get by without it just fine. Yep, yep. I'd Not- rather a, a nice, you know, um, platter with smoked salmon on it than... Your caviar? Yeah. When you come to anchovies and little fish eggs and that that, that sort oh, of Oh no, anchovies that, belong there. That's no, for that, sure. That part of the uh, the fishery is not the part I am gravitating to. I'm over in with the prawns and the Morton Bay bugs. I tried to get some Morton Bay bugs and couldn't get any. Uh, well, I really I'd, wanted to get well, some. I'd be quite happy with um with anchovies on my plate for Christmas with the Christmas rissole. Well, guess what's under the tree? <laughs> the giant rissole is under the tree, it's wrapped and it's ready for you to carve it up. <laughs> 
enjoy. Love it. Uh, our thanks uh, not just for this uh, program but uh, to, to, to Deborah Byrne but yes. to all the people who have given their time as guests on this program this year because we've had some absolute uh, people who are the busiest people in the world and they've made time for us and we really appreciate it. Yeah, and they've all they've all proved to be down to earth, lovely people well, for the most part. Food, yeah. is, food is one of the great, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, things that, that brings everyone together. Absolutely. And, and uh, no matter what your socioeconomic uh, or where you live or, you know, how you're brought up, at the end of the day you're sitting down with a plate of food, whatever it is, and uh, you Does enjoy it. Does bring people it. together yeah. and we all got to eat, don't we? Yeah, we do. That's, that's the premise for being a guest on this program is that you, you eat. Get it in your guts. You don't have to cook. You don't have to, to chop, uh, dice, slice or anything. You just have to eat. So That's thanks right. to all our guests. And once again, thanks to Janet and everyone at Cheese Links uh, for their great support too. Thank you, too. Janet. Thank uh, you, Hutchie. And I'd like to thank you, Kevin, too. Well, before you do that, because you want to spend an enormous amount of time doing that, <laughs> um, the other person we need to thank is a terrific producer, Steve Vischer. He has been incredible. Nothing is too much trouble. No. And uh, we refer to him as our producer extraordinaire uh, because he's so creative and so involved in the process and we certainly appreciate all the work you have done for us, Good Steve. on you, Steve. Thank you, mate. We really do appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Don't stuff this one up. <laughs> Cheeselinks.com.au and Janet's phone number after the 4th of January, mm. 52821984. Now, I can't tell you about, how how wonderful it has been to share your company once about, a week no, for half no, an no, hour in this studio. About, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Oh. What do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's corny. Uh, it's been funny. It's it's been uh, fun, and it's been uh, been a joy to do this program. Thank you. Uh, I will. Thank you. Uh, you Kevin's holding will, my hand. You as and we I will speak. have a lovely Christmas together, and uh, we wish everyone who listens to this podcast and has backed us from the start, uh, 100 and whatever it is episodes ago. Uh, thank you for listening, thank you. and uh, uh, have a safe and uh, and happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Ding dong. At the door. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.